to go into more uh, detail to ask, um, like, what, like, what is your motivation to do this work, and how did you come about to work for OAith? Okay, uh, my motivation, uh, my motivation to do this work, I guess, um, would really, um, it, it really kind of just started with an interest in social justice issues, mm -hmm. and um, you know, because of that interest, um, at the time, uh, the Assaulted Women and Children's Counselor Advocate Program you know, had courses and content that really just aligned with some of my interests. Mm -hmm. So that that is kind of what brought me into uh, into that program and and into this uh, into this line of work. And um, so, kind of fast forward to how I ended up at Away is uh, when I was working in a violence against women's shelter, mm -hmm. uh, our shelter was a member of Awake, and I uh, became involved in some Awake committees, mm -hmm. uh, and then um, had become involved with uh, sitting on their board, and, uh, and then eventually started working here. So it was just kind of... Uh, just a bit of a progression of, mm -hmm. of becoming more and more involved with OAIF and and uh, and then yeah I ended up working at OAIF. Yeah. So that's how it happened. Um, when you are you the role? Sorry, I didn't get to ask what role you are in right now at OAIF. Okay, so right now I work here as the executive director. Oh, awesome. Um. So, in getting to executive director, um, in the experience in working with shelter, were there shelters and other groups that you had worked with um, in order to get to your role, um, to get those experiences? Yeah, so, um, so what helped me get to shelter, to work in shelter, uh, was, was going through the AWCCA program, and then I started to work in shelter as a relief staff, and then um, and then I worked in other shelters, kind of similar positions, um, and then became a full-time counselor in a shelter. <coughs> um, and and like I said, you know, in in that particular shelter where I was full-time, I uh, became involved in. The committees and uh, with the WAIF, and it was uh, a training and education committee that I uh, initially became involved in, and then and then I started to co-chair that committee. Mm -hmm. And by being a co-chair on the committee, you sit on the board of directors, and uh, so so became involved on different layers of the of the organization mm -hmm. uh, before I before I landed here um, as an employee. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. What does like a day-to-day -day life look like for you in working with OAIF? I know it could be different from working as like someone, let's say, a student going into um, working at OAIF if there's any possibilities. But uh, what does like a day-to-day -day look like 
um, or like a busy day look like or an unbusy day look like? Okay. <laughs> so you want to know what a typical day looks like and a busy day? Mm -hmm. Hmm. Well, I guess I'll start with saying some of what OAS does. So our work is focused in advocacy and uh, government relations, uh, training, research, and public awareness. Mm -hmm. So I can't say and suppose that there's uh, that there's really a typical day, and the reason for that is because a lot of what we do and how we get our money is through different projects. And so when you're in an organization that's project driven, mm -hmm. your your day to day is really driven by um, you know what you are to accomplish for each of those projects. Mm -hmm. So and that looks different at different uh, at different parts of the year. And there's some parts of the year where you know we do the same activities, mm -hmm. uh, but for the most part, it it really does it really does change a fair bit. So uh, so we have different projects this year than we'll have next year, or you know projects this year that we didn't have last year. Mm -hmm. So uh, so it really does change. But all of our projects are typically um, typically focused on uh, training or education or, or some form of some form of public awareness so um, yeah. so it's so it's difficult to say kind of what that what that typical uh, that typical day looks like mm -hmm. um, so it could be everything from uh, developing a resource document or mm -hmm. uh, doing some focus on social media mm -hmm. it could be uh, talking to government having different meetings with government about different pieces of legislation or attending um, you know different committee meetings so we mm -hmm. sit on a lot of advisory meetings um, sometimes with government and sometimes with other uh, with other community projects mm -hmm. um, or it could be that we're you know working on something that's more research related for some of the research projects that that we participate in so um, so it really is our our day-to-day -day is really driven by what projects we have yeah. happening at uh, at any given time yeah one of I had looked on the website one of the ones that I remember and it really stood out for me was the window project um, where uh, during the season holidays, um, there would be like a um, display, and I really like the message of the window project last case. That one that happened because it really raised awareness of just um, gender-based violence and also domestic violence that is present. Um, and I wanted to ask, what are some of the um, project specific projects or um, like you had mentioned research, what what are some specific ones? Are you able to go into details into um, about that? Mm -hmm. Okay, so we've got uh, a training project, and each year we have each year we have different training projects, and we um, we have different uh, what they call deliverables mm -hmm. that we need to 
that we need to complete. So, uh, so this year we are doing a needs assessment. That's one of them. Uh, we're doing a, we're developing a webinar series mm-hmm. on different, um, different topics that, uh, that, uh, that our members are going to be uh, essentially presenting on in terms of some of the models they've used throughout the throughout the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, we're developing um, uh, a new uh, anti-racism, anti-oppression mm-hmm. framework yeah. and curriculum, an online course to go with that. Yes. And then we're also updating our uh, technology and safety. Uh, online online course so uh so that kind of gives you an example of uh the variety mm-hmm. of different de- deliverables that we might have just under one one project mm-hmm. right yeah and then below that are there social workers are there uh psychotherapists like what are some of the um, workers below below that that execute those projects mm-hmm. so we have a um we have a policy and research coordinator and we have a communications and resource coordinator who um, who work on completing uh, many of the deliverables. And then sometimes what we do is we might hire consultants mm-hmm. um, to develop something a bit more specific mm-hmm. in, in some circumstances. So, uh, so sometimes it's done internally and then sometimes we we get some external uh, expertise to to work on some of our projects. Mm. What is what are some of the what for these roles and for your role? What are the education backgrounds and relevance to your current work that is needed, um, or like any additional qualification, um, and for how long? Um. Well, I can speak kind of generally, but generally, um, you know, some of the things that we um, are really looking for is uh, on the, the current positions that we have right now, it's, it doesn't encompass all of them, but the mm-hmm. current positions we have right now would be um, an undergraduate degree mm-hmm. and also lived experience. Mm. Yeah, I think those aspects are... Yeah, and then and then you know depending on the job roles. So if it's uh, you know for a communications coordinator, you know we would be looking for specific skills mm-hmm. um, that would align with with their job duties, and and with the policy and research coordinator, um, you know it might be a different uh, set of skills yeah. that we would be looking for. That goes to my next question: What skills and values are most important to the work? in your work at OAith? Um, so here at OAith, um, you know, some of those skills are uh, around relationship building because we are, um, you know, we're, a, we're an association that represents nearly 80 different organizations. So, um, so we definitely value relationship building, um, you know, advocacy skills, um, political acuity, um, you know, an ability to read through and understand uh, legislation, um, information management skills, mm-hmm. 
at knowledge translation skills. Mm -hmm. So being able to, you know, take, you know, take research or take information and be able to, you know, convey that and what that means in, in different ways. Mm -hmm. uh, communication skills and uh, uh, writing skills. I mean, these are all, yeah, these are all things that, uh, all skills that would be sort of important in, uh, in the context of our work. Mm -hmm. um, and looking at some of the different roles that's within OAP, um, is it required that they have to have lived experience that in order to have a higher chance to work within OAP? Um, it would depend on the position, right? Mm -hmm. We have different positions at different times, so um, so it would uh, it would depend, <laughs> mm -hmm. but it's something that's um, that's certainly valued. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of the challenges um, in your role that you find? What are some of the challenges in my role? Yeah. Um. Hmm. I think I think definitely one of the challenges is you know we work with a lot of different organizations mm -hmm. and they're all autonomous. Mm -hmm. So OAS doesn't have um, you know our our role is to really support our members, but we don't um, we're not a governing body, right? Or we're not a we're not a professional association. So um, which then makes all of our organizations autonomous, and they all come with different. Uh, you know, different experiences and perspectives and different ways of, uh, different ways of doing the work. Um, and when we're trying to, you know, be a unified voice on particular issues, sometimes, um, sometimes that's where things can get difficult because people might have differences of opinions on different, uh, on different social issues. So, mm -hmm. so some, sometimes the biggest challenge is, is really finding their commonalities as opposed to focusing on their differences. Mm -hmm. um, so then that way, um, they can kind of remain on a unified path on whatever, you know, whatever issues we might be working on. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to clarify, um, the, so what you're saying is always the association is pretty much a lot of different individual organizations um, if let's say they have questions or concerns or um, whatever it may be, they come to OA for more support or information. Is that kind of how OA functions? Yeah, so they, um, they bring forth concerns that they might be experiencing mm -hmm. um, in their community or they might identify community needs. Mm -hmm. um, and then you know, if that's if that's something we need to talk to govern, government about, or it could be something we need to advocate about. Mm -hmm. You know, if um, you know there's a particular issue that they're dealing with, and then we have to set up government meetings to identify the problems and uh, identify the solutions. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that could be one way mm -hmm. uh, in how that in how that happens. Um, you know, another way that we support them, of course, is around their around training, um, training needs or research, um, and then of course the the other big areas around public awareness. So we 
develop province-wide public awareness campaigns on different issues. Mm-hmm. So, um, so they come to us with, you know, a range of different questions, uh, questions, concerns, support, um, you know, looking for information and research, looking for uh, training on specific topics. Mm-hmm. What's a do you what do you think um, is a challenge in your role or challenges that comes up in your role? Um, yeah, I mean, I think well, the biggest the biggest challenge would be to keep them unified on particular issues, mm-hmm. right? Because when you work with um, you know, when you're working with a with a large uh, organization, mm-hmm. um, you know, we are member driven, so we have to keep our members happy, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so uh, it's kind of like you know, you sort of look at it in a way of um, you know, you can kind of compare it to you know a coalition or even you know even a political party. So um, you know, you have you have your values and you have your key issues that you want to work on, but then, you know, you come up to certain key issues and there might be differences of opinion. Mm -hmm. And so then how do you kind of move through, um, you know, engaging people on, on their different opinions. Mm -hmm. So then that way you stay focused on, on some of the commonalities, but sometimes those differences of opinions, um, start to shift other people's opinions Mm -hmm. and, and other people's opinions. So, so that really is the big challenge, right? It's, it's really around bringing people together, you know, making space for everyone, Mm -hmm. making sure, you know, everyone's, uh, you know, concerns and questions are, are heard and, you know, and in respectful ways and, and, uh, and that you continue to sort of move the issues uh, forward so that people don't, uh, you know, people don't get stuck and, yeah. uh, and essentially just not moving, not moving forward at all. So that is, that really is the, the big challenge for sure. Are you able to give an example of either uh, organizations or opinions that uh, clashed where um, you had to come into play and say, hey, this is something that we can bring that we can make space for voices, but we can bring this um, issue or these issues to higher up. Yeah, so there's lots of different social issues that I think create tension. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you think about, um, you think about, uh, you know, violence against women as an issue has been by design very binary Mm -hmm. in in how, um, in terms of who they include, in terms of um, how they've designed their services or how they understand violence. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's been a real binary understanding. So so because of that, (coughs) typically the issues that pop up uh, with tension are the ones that don't really sit within a binary understanding. So for example, um, if we're talking about issues of um, trans inclusion or working with mm-hmm. gender diverse individuals, mm-hmm. there's a very clear gender binary. Um, if we're looking at different types of violence, so, um, you know, 
they were all built as domestic violence shelters. So sometimes when you start to talk about uh, forms of violence that are outside of intimate partner relationships, mm-hmm. you know, that can start to cause tensions. Um, providing service to sex workers, mm-hmm. providing services to drug users. Um, so all of all of these um, all of these experiences that survivors are bringing forth can can also create tension uh, because of the way our services and our understanding of social issues and our understanding of violence Mm -hmm. um, has has really been designed around a particular archetype. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that's all the main questions that I have. Um, I just have one question. I think I have an idea, um, but I just want to hear it from your expertise and your understanding. Um, So with, like the past two years, two-ish years, um, with COVID, how has it, how do you think it has changed, like, um, the way that the organization functions, um, and working with other organizations? Okay, so for us, it's been very good, because OA, uh, became a virtual office in 2016. Mm. So, that transition was very easy for us. In a lot of ways, we're very happy um, that, you know, it's, it's kind of been the good part of the pandemic in terms of, um, you know, supporting people to uh, be able to utilize technology and um, to automate, you know, some of what they do in different ways. So we've been able to really be there to support uh, to support our members along uh, in a virtual environment and in a virtual format. Mm-hmm. So uh, so for us, that's been very easy. For our members, not so much, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, many of them didn't provide any online service delivery, you know, so they've had to, they've had to move to that. They've had to incorporate different types of technology around text and chat-based platforms to communicate mm-hmm. with survivors and, and uh, so, but for us, that's um, that's been uh, that's been in place for a number of years already. So, uh, change we didn't have to change the way we worked mm-hmm. uh, because we were already working in that way. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much. I think this is all the questions that I have. Um, okay. I want to um, thank you for your time and thank you for your insights, and I'm really grateful to be able to speak to you. <laughs> Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much. No problem. Okay, you have a nice weekend, Angela. Have a great weekend. Okay, bye-bye.